Good morning, everyone. It is Monday. Today's President's Day. I'm not speaking with a president. Maybe not yet, at least. I don't know what his future intentions are, but we have Representative Randy Fry with us this morning. How are you today? I'm good, Jody, and uh, I'm, I'm really good because it's not not in single digits. It's not snowing, and uh, and so uh, we are here on a beautiful Monday morning getting ready to go to work here at the Indiana General Assembly. Absolutely, and you started your day off very early this morning, so... My days always start early, but I like it. I, I'm an early riser, so I, I like it. So Very good. Have I ever asked you how you take your coffee? <laughs> no, you have not. <laughs> I usually put a little something in it, sometimes a little flavor uh, cream of some kind, but uh, I can drink it black, too. As a, as a firefighter, an old firefighter, I drink a lot of black coffee, so <laughs> I can take it either way. <laughs> <laughs> That's generally something I've, I try to ask all my guests here, and I found only mm-hmm. one guest so far drinks their coffee like me, and that coincidentally is Mayor Josh Marsh. We drink our coffee <laughs> half cream, half coffee. <laughs> we just can't get used to that taste of the coffee, but we're trying. We're trying very yeah, hard. Yeah, well, you'll make it. I'm afraid you'll make it, too. <laughs> I figure one day I'll grow into the black coffee. You will. <laughs> well, busy week. You had your first official week back for the, from the second half within the Senate and the House. And how are things going so far? Well, things are going well, Jody. Uh, this week uh, will be a very busy week. We'll be busy now on the House floor as well as in committee. Last week, as uh, we talked about, uh, bills were all going through committee because there weren't any bills to to hear on the House floor. A bill can't be heard on second or third reading on the floor until it's passed committee. And so uh, quite a few bills now have done that, and they're making their way to the House floor. Today, there's two bills on third reading and uh, nine bills on second reading. The third reading is where a bill's merits are debated, and the second reading is where a bill can be amended. And so uh, I have a, a bill on third reading today in the House. It's a bill that I sponsor. I'm sure your listeners are aware that the difference is an author is who drafts the bill and the chamber that it starts in. So now we're dealing with Senate bills, and senators must have a sponsor in the House, just like I have to have a sponsor for my House bills in the Senate. And so I'm the sponsor of Senate Bill 307. It's authored by Senator Toms, and uh, it deals with the date Veterans and Military Life Insurance Fund. Uh, the Indiana National Guard state-sponsored life insurance policy is one that uh, is available to our National Guard soldiers, Jody. But and, uh, currently, they're not always made aware of it. They are enrolled in a federal program, but then the state program uh, sometimes goes unused. And what this does, uh, Jody, is in the case, the worst-case scenario, where uh, one of our guardsmen die in the line of duty, this would be an immediate payout of $10,000 within the first 48 hours uh, of the soldier's death. Uh, The federal benefit is higher, but often a lot less quickly coming. So we want to take care of those immediate expenses. In the past 20 years, the National Guard's lost 27 guardsmen during state service, only five of which were enrolled Mm. in state-sponsored life insurance. So I can imagine the devastation, I can't imagine the devastation of losing uh, your loved one in a line of duty death in the military, and then the additional burden of having to deal with uh, the expenses of a funeral. So uh, in this case, uh, this is something I think we should do. We already offer it 
It costs the soldier $3 a month. If they choose not to, to do it, they can do that. But this simply says that the Guard must inform the soldiers that they have this benefit available to them if they want it. And uh, this uh, this bill and bills like this come from those who are looking out for our soldiers. In this case, is the uh, Indian National Guard Association. So uh, we just wanted to make sure um, that we're doing everything we can for those willing to risk their lives on our behalf. Absolutely. Now, was there any specific reason in the past why it wasn't um, necessarily automatically offered in the process? Well, uh, from what we heard in my committee and testimony. It simply isn't clear in statute whether they're to offer it or not. We believe it is. We believe it's, uh, and, and some soldiers have opted sure. for it. So what we're going to do is just say, point blank, you must offer this. It's not a, an option whether you offer it or not. We're going to make sure you offer it. And if they decide, they being the soldier, decide not to take it, it's up to them. I have a very good friend in the garden. I'll be making sure that he signs up for this as soon as we are done with our interview. And, and we had, Jody, we had a couple of... Uh, parents who, who have children or grandchildren, I think one case, uh, in the guard. And uh, this individual said to, to a, an 18, 19-year-old, $3 a month might not seem like they need the life insurance. They may want the $3 a month more. Right. Well, they, they need to understand the impact of not having this insurance. So uh, $3 a month isn't a lot of money, and I, I'm very hopeful that they'll take advantage of it, at least most of the guardsmen. Uh, and uh, that way we can uh, do everything that we can to help in the event of a, uh, a terrible tragedy. Absolutely. We certainly don't wish on any tragedy for anyone, but um, at least they would no. know their families and are, are taken care of in, in that event. Yes. Now, last week you actually participated in an event for veterans. Would you like to tell our listeners about that? We did, uh, Jody. This this year and every year the... the uh, House participates in a program to help a char- charity, in this case, and this year, this American Legion, and a food drive and also um, personal hygiene items are, were collected and then uh, bagged and distributed to homeless veterans. Uh, again, um, our veterans have already sacrificed a great deal on our behalf. In many cases, they put themselves and their life on the line for us. And now they find some of them find themselves homeless. Well, we want to do everything that we can to help them. We don't want anyone going hungry or doing without those necessities. And so it was uh, an honor to help collect those items and uh, and uh, make those uh, care packages, I guess you'd say, so that they could be distributed to those homeless veterans. Absolutely. Now, will any of those care packages make it to homeless veterans in the southeastern Indiana region? Well, I think it's going to depend on American Legion. We work with them, and then they'll they'll get them where they feel that they need to be. Sure. I'm sure they know better where to help yeah, serve do. their people they than do. we would. <laughs> that, that's, that's true, Johnny. Yeah, absolutely. Well, great job doing that. That um, is wonderful, selfless work to be done for um, those that have served our country that are unfortunately in a bad spot. Yeah, and it was an honor and a pleasure to do so. I was happy to do so. Well, I know that you're still a busy man working on your jail overcrowding bill. How is that going? Well, that bill, uh, Jody, is going to be in the Senate uh, Committee on Corrections and Criminal Law this week. Um, Senator Mike Young is the uh, chairman of that committee, and he scheduled a bill for a hearing. 
We don't know uh, how bills will do. We, I anticipate it will pass the committee. We don't know if it will be amended, and if it is, then, uh, of course, we'll have to work with the amendment when it comes to conference committee at the end of session. But um, as we move forward, uh, we want to continue to study jail overcrowding, what's the cause, if we can find it, uh, and also possible solutions. What we found is some counties don't have jail overcrowding at all. Mm-hmm. Some counties have a real problem. And then the, the uh, reasons are very diverse. Uh, what might work to help resolve it in one county, uh, not necessarily work in another. So we want to continue to study it, uh, as well as uh, we have um, a database that's being constructed by the Sheriff's Association from a, a, a grant uh, from the Criminal Justice Institute. It's the victim notification system, uh, and it's used uh, predominantly to notify victims when someone uh, is released or incarcerated, so the victim's aware uh, of where uh, this individual is. It'll also be used to gather uh, data fields uh, that we can use to determine um, jail overcrowding causes. And so the victim notification is primary focus, but secondly, we have a great opportunity to collect additional real-time jail data from all of Indiana's jails and to use it for better solutions uh, for jail overcrowding. So I'm excited about that. We can uh, you know, work with the Criminal Justice Institute, collect that data, and then we can sit down and try to analyze what's really uh, the, the issue in a certain area. Maybe it's one area has a unique issue that we need to resolve as a state. I think the, the number one thing that I'm trying to do is gather the data so that we can begin to make real decisions that help communities. And uh, not only uh, – and, and, Jody, there are times when building a bigger jail is, is the solution. Sure. But I think there are other solutions as well, and we need to look at every, every opportunity. Have, you, have your studies found so far that um, overcrowding is a regional issue, or is it more um, just widespread? It's widespread. It's not not just in southeast Indiana. And some of our southeast Indiana communities don't have jail overcrowding. Mm. Others uh, others do. So uh, we just have to, I think, look at it um, from a county by county basis. What we found is again that uh, it's it's not going to be a one uh, swoop fix. Um, there's not one problem that's leading up to this. There's a whole bunch of issues. And some of those issues are more uh, pronounced in one county than they are in another county. So uh, we just need to continue to study it. And those folks uh, with uh, JRAC, the Justice Reinvestment Advisory Council, will take that study on and continue to try to come up with good solutions uh, to try to ease our jail overcrowding. Very good. Well, what's your week look like this week? I know you told us about your bills today. How's the rest of your week looking? Mm-hmm. Well, tomorrow I have uh, two of my bills uh, in the Senate and committee. I have two bills in my committee in the House that are Senate bills. And then we'll have uh, the House uh, work on the House floor as well. Wednesday, I have both uh, the Roads and Transportation Committee in the morning and the Utilities uh, Committee in the afternoon. And then again on Thursday, we'll be back in session at 10 a.m. on Thursday dealing with the massive bills that have come through committee in the last uh, uh, week or so. 
So uh, next, late this week, uh, Thursday probably, and then uh, all next week, the days will be long, the nights will be long, and, and we'll be trying to work through uh, the legislation that we have. So, uh, And after that, uh, after the second half is completed, uh, then we start conference committee. That will last about the last 10 days of session. Very good. Are there any important bills that we need to hear earmarked that will be you'll, you expect to see on the floor to vote on this week? Well, Jody, I guess depending on who you talk to, every bill that gets that far is probably <laughs> sure. important to somebody. But uh, I think we'll just have to wait and see what comes through committee. Right now, there's just not a lot of uh, bills that have come out of committee yet. But by the end of this week and probably next Monday when we talk, we'll be able to give you a better idea of what has come through and what is uh, going to be heard in the last few days of session. All right. Very good. Well, we always appreciate talking to you. Is there anything else you'd like to share today? Well, just thank you, Jody, and uh, thanks to WRBI for having me on and keeping your listeners informed.